Get up off that thing and shrink to feel better. Get up off that thing and kang. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh my god, people. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. How are you all doing out there? Obviously, you know, it's another lovely week in the lovely, lovely UK. And today we are going to be doing an, a review for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Or uh, as Fergus might call it, what, what do you call it, Fergus? Ant-Man and the Ant. Now, I swear there's a band called Adam and the Ants. Yes, there, there is. is. Yeah, yes. so this is, this is, is this some part of the running joke, possibly? Like? I don't know where this came from. I think I felt Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania was too hard to remember, seeing as there's already an Ant-Man and the Wasp, so Ant-Man and the Ant. You know what? I was thinking that, actually, because like it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. It's a... I just call it Ant-Man quantum mania, to be fair. I think that's, yeah. I think I that's think how I should have called do, it. To be honest. And also, I... I love the fact it's it's not really a big spoiler because it's the title logo at the end of the movie. Ant Man is literally the center part of Quantum Mania, which I thought was really interesting. Mm. Yeah, so that mm. I, thought was, I thought was quite interesting how they actually in, enveloped that into the movie. Well, but that's mm. not a spoiler at all, people. But yeah, so obviously, people, uh, what we're doing now, what we decided to do in the, for the foreseeable future is we're going to start recording two episodes a week. So you're listening to the first episode oh. today, which is going to be our Ant Man and Quantum Mania, Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania review. See. We all forget the wasp part, which is a bit unfortunate for this movie. And uh, yeah, and then uh, next episode you will hear us talk about a possible discussion on streaming services that we've been teasing. Because I know there's a big discussion there, definitely at the moment we should be having. Yeah, don't cross the streams. I knew that. Joke and that is coming. James's one contribution for that episode. Yeah, yeah. Yep. James won't be in that episode. That is one contribution. Hit, just remember him. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we need to do it now. I think that's that's just it. Yeah, pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, twenty yeah. seconds. There you go. Done. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. But yeah. No. Uh, obviously, what we're going to be doing today, people, is yeah, we're doing the review, and then we'll be doing a spoiler discussion at the end. So the plan is we will be going through maybe like 15, 20 minutes doing a review for the movie, and then afterwards we will give you a spoiler warning uh, alarm, and then we will be going into the spoiler discussion at the end. And this will last about, we say, 40 minutes at most. We'll probably go and see how it goes. Like, yeah, mm. see how but yeah, yeah, so obviously we don't have a lot really. We don't really talk about the news much anymore. But <clears throat> obviously, just to know, so you know, we do have a DC discussion coming up. Myself and James will be involved yeah. in that. And we'll be doing some predictions of what the rest of Phase 1 could be as well. I have a few ideas out there. James has actually also been teasing uh, some extra characters that are going in, possibly Nightwing and everything, yeah. and who who is definitely needed now. Yeah, like absolutely. I know a lot of people joke out there saying, "Well, Nightwing is the uh, the, the the man, the, the big lover of the DCU, uh, and his ass is perfection." That is a that is, that is a common thing among DC fans. If if Nightwing doesn't have an ass drawn to perfection, he's not Nightwing. That's a good to know. Yeah, yeah. It's a good chance for them to bring some for James to. Going to be some characters to a big screen which haven't been on a big screen. Mm. Actually, it's interesting because um, obviously there's news that Marvel's going to be slowing down their you know TV uh, show. Well, not necessarily production, but release schedule now. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that does finally let DC have a little bit of space to come in. I know I'm definitely going to be watching and seeing how they're doing because I've never really jumped into the DC films that much. Suicide Squad, the second one was good. Um, so I'm kind of this is a nice point for me to potentially become reinvested if they don't screw it up I think you'd watch I think you should watch The Flash coming mm. out I think yeah. like I think you could go into The Flash with not really knowing too much of the DCU because obviously they've said that basically this is the the reset essentially the Flashpoint obviously myself and James know if you want a good yeah. very good DC animated movie animated wise just watch the animated movies because they have one called Flashpoint and yeah, it is it's really good 
they should they literally just use that script and just go off that but the problem is though is that there's characters in that you need to have had of established like there's a character called reverse flash who's his main villain literally hmm. did he go really slow no oh. that's the funny <laughs> thing he's just in yellow he's in yellow and red instead of red that's and not yellow. very reverse it's... oh i get it right yeah costume yeah yeah he, he's a very fucked up character to be honest like he once went back in time um after his parents were uh barry's parents were killed and arrested and then he adopted him just to fuck with his life but he was the one that killed his mother and yeah it's, the that reverse flash is a very fucked mad. up character i'm interested to see how he plays up but no flashpoint i highly recommend watching and I'm wondering what they're going to do with the... Have you seen the trailer for the... I have, yes. What did you think of the trailer? Um, Michael Keaton's back. Awesome. Yes, that is true. That's about the only, only take. So, uh, yes, more Michael Keaton. he moves quite a bit in that trailer. Yeah. He moves much more than I expected. Yeah, considering he's uh, getting on. I'm that. interested by Zod. Right. Like the fact that Zod's back like from Man of Steel 1 and yeah. they're literally taking it back to Man of Steel like what if Superman wasn't around for the events of Man of Steel and it's Supergirl this time and mm. like how that mm. plays out and yeah but we'll, we'll see you know we're we'll getting to a further discussion on that for the DC episode but today mm. people we are hard to talk about Marvel I think when it goes to come to the spoiler discussion we'll touch on what Charles was on about how they're slowing down now with the MCU which I think is which I think is definitely needed, and I think we'll have discussion points in regards to that. But at the same time, there is quite a lot in um, the Ant-Man movie to talk about in terms of connecting up to future stuff, which we'll go over a little bit more there. Yes, I do have a few points to make on that, actually. A few images we will be bringing up when we get to the spoilers section, which I think will link into a couple of the movies which are getting sequels in the next year or two. So yeah, but I think think it's time, people, that we get into the review. So... I think we'll do the traditional uh, route. So, Fergus, are we ready to kick off? Absolutely. Let's talk about ants and some wasps. Okay. So, right. We'll, we'll just do an open. Uh, just do an open discussion. Who fans going first? Just giving their initial opinions on the movie. It was okay. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I think they know that the Ant Man movies are not the best well i really like the first two ant-man movies but this felt very different from those Mm. there's a lot of marvel lore that links to basically everything else that is seems to be quite shoehorned into well not even shoehorned the purpose of ant-man is to further the or introduce other marvel elements that will be major going forwards yeah, now that I think about it, they've, they've used him already in um, uh, Endgame to... Uh, Huge effect. Yeah, exactly. It's it's strange that of all characters, it's Ant-Man who's making big uh, effects in the plot. But uh, there you go. I mean, you know, let's, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm along the same lines. I think I've... I... Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going, we're going to basically people, mm. as we we have our streams up as we go and we like to get our information going, but going off the initial reviews for this movie, it's a 48 on meta score and a 6.1 in user score. It actually not... surprises me, to be honest. I'm surprised it's that low for uh, the user score. I get that. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 47 rating mm, and an 84 damn. audience score. Oh. So it's interesting how Rotten Tomatoes has a big of a flip side in regards to that. Mm. So... I'm wondering, like, in regards to the user score for Quantum Mania, uh, you know, it's um, a lot of people have been comparing it to Shark Boy and Lava Girl back in the day, and I can see that the the uh, costume design is very Spy Kids 3D. Yeah, I get that. I well, the problem is that you 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 you've literally got a movie about ants and wasps and mm. shrinking, and you know, it's not going to be you know Winter Soldier. It's not going to be like Iron Man. It's you know, it's not going to be those cat, and that's that's the purpose. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Like, 
the world that they're in is very interesting. They themselves are maybe not the most mm. interesting characters. They're kind of... Uh, well, let's uh, let's let's just roll it off quickly. Let's go for the casting issue, and then we'll go into the plot, and then how, yeah, yeah. Uh, final thoughts. So, how how do we feel about? Um, let, let's start off with uh, uh, the big introduction to the MCU, because obviously he is the main driving force. He's this entire saga going forward. That is Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. How did we find Jonathan Majors? Very good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was. He, he was. He was interesting. Um, this is the non-spoiler review, isn't yes, it? Yes, this is the so, non-spoiler review, uh, correct, yeah. I can't go through too much, so I want to expand at this point in the spoiler <laughs> section. But yeah, I thought he was I, I thought he was okay. Um, I, I did like him, I did like him. I'm not as, as massively infused uh, about Kang as everybody else is. I'm still, he's going to be a big part of uh, future franchises that's been set up um, in Loki and with the whole timeline thing. So... I'm interested to see how that character kind of um, or variations develop. So, one thing I wasn't really okay. Going to compare to you got Thanos, who is the greatest villain in the MCU, in my opinion. And I don't. I think there were some interesting aspects of Kang in Quantum Mania that um, gave him some some kind of like interesting humanity and motivations. But he still ended up feeling a little bit like a generic film, mm. especially towards the end. So I see what you mean about some of the parallels to Thanos in terms of, um, I guess, personality and demeanour. But personally, I think that, again, it was a really strong introduction, I think. Um, he had a kind of very calm, almost, way, um, kind of presence, and an almost regretful as well in his demeanour, which was quite an interesting take. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that he actually is worked up or, or speaks loudly or shouts um, and I think that you know he had, does have quite a strong presence I think personally a good introduction to potentially um, uh, you know a hopefully well received movie villain going forward yeah. Mm. yeah I think he should be quite a popular villain going forward so his power levels are insane yeah, um, yeah. I, mean, I am interested to see uh, the future with this character yeah we'll get into that more in the, the past uh, the present discussion. and the future we yes. can say because well, I mean, yeah. we could say you know Kang is a time traveller that's comic book that's non-spoiler territory he's a, he's a time traveller that's the whole purpose of him yeah. and he has we'll get into the spoiler discussion links to possible characters coming up that are going to be introduced mm. in future movies uh, for myself so I've read read, uh, read in reviews that he was actually approached to play this character he wasn't cast he was approached to play this character by Marvel because he was in a movie called The Last um Last Man in San Francisco. It was a it was a popular I can't uh, sorry the last black man in San Francisco. Sorry, I haven't seen the movie myself personally, but it's about a black man who searches for home in a changing city that seems to have uh, left him behind. Supposedly he's not the main character in the movie, but he's the secondary character and he plays an excellent role there. They approached him and literally a year later he was in another property which we can't really we'll talk about in the spoilers section. But yeah, and then he was in Lovecraft Country. You know, this man has been, you know, exploding. He was in the heart of the fall, the recent uh, uh, black-centric cowboy, uh, cowboy movie. And he's got Creed Free coming out soon. And uh, he's all, he was also in a movie about a, the first ever black fighter pilot, or the first famous black fighter pilot in uh, the Vietnam War, I believe. So, Jonathan Major, I think uh, you are definitely correct in regards to his demeanour. He has a very Machiavellian approach to himself. Mm. Like, he's very, mm. he's very, he's very proper how he speaks. Mm. He's very, very structured. And 
but you don't oh, it was, fuck with him. It was, exactly, well, yeah. oh, it was well acted, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely agree with that. I think, I, I don't dislike Venom, so just to make it clear, I thought he was good. I just don't think he was... Um, You're not sure if he's as strong as Thanos was, perhaps, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I think that comes into the approach of the uh, the variants of Kang. We can we can say variants because he's known for having variants throughout, you know, because yeah. obviously we've got the movie The yeah. Kang Dynasty coming out, which I'm very intrigued. Well, when we get to the spoiler discussion, I think that's majorly where we'll talk about where his presence is going to be. But I think Jonathan Majors, he is a huge acting presence in this movie and him and another character we'll talk about in a little bit did excellent in the movie. Um, let's go on to Paul Rudd. The, the man no one can hate, Paul <laughs> Rudd as Ant-Man, Scott Lang. Yeah, I, again, for me personally, he pretty much always knocks a park out with these characters, uh, yeah. or his character in these films, and he's pretty much done the same thing. Um, yeah, it's funny and uh, likable character. Nothing particularly different from the others, but always enjoyable to watch. He's okay. Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I was wondering where the Fergus hot takes were coming. So... I don't know if it's Paul Rudd or the character of Ant-Man, but the stuff in the real world before they go to the quantum land is kind of trying to be um, Deadpool. And then he's not, he's not got the same charisma or humour or he's not pulling off those sort of Deadpool-like jokes. And when he is in the quantum realm, he's just a bit... Rubbish. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, it was just like it's going to be a generic American. You think overwhelmed, dad. possibly, like by, by his position, uh, like how he's, know, a, he's, a, he's an Avenger. He's supposed to be a superhero, and he's basically just a just like fairly generic middle American dad type. That's actually what I, guess, I like. That's mm. what I like about the character, actually, mm. because he's not. When he's superhero, he isn't superhero. He's superhero because of a costume, but he's no. He's he's very much at least was a normal, like a, a normal person. Just happened to um, get himself into this superhero luck. But I remember the first film, right and same by stealing uh, this, the uh, Ant Man costume. So, uh, so yeah, but with, with, with that, that is a key element of a character. And I actually really like that. I find it more interesting. So, in regards to the character, I think I can think I can understand where Fergus is coming from. I do have a counterpoint to this. Mm. So, Spider-Man, mm. he has the powers, but he's a very basic... He is a street-level hero, to, to a degree, really, but he's yeah. he's been elevated to a huge position. Another character I can mention is um, Sam Wilson, the new Captain America. Mm. No powers at all. Yeah. And right. he has, like... He, he only has wings and a shield. Yeah, so, he's... The acting works and the humour works and the situation works and the character in that situation works. I don't feel it works quite so well in this with this character in this situation. Then that could be more to the plot than the character itself because yeah, I think maybe. going forward, we'll get into this in spoiler discussion section, I think Ant-Man is going to play a very critical role into the uh, franchise going forward, specifically with like you know ne- Nemesis and everything. Uh, let's move along to Evangeline Lilly, uh, Hope, Hope Van Dyne the Wasp, who, uh, sorry, or uh, the ant, as uh, Fergus likes to the call her. The ant. <laughs> the flying ant. <laughs> I think it was, was, was good, but maybe, maybe, I don't know, I'm just thinking about it, back over it now, and um, maybe could have done more, maybe there could be more for that character in the movie. I mean, there were a few key scenes that I can yeah. recollect, but I don't think she had as, as much of an impact as she did on the like previous film. I was just going to say, when, when you said about Evangeline Lilly, I was just like, 
She did all right. She doesn't make a massive impact in this particular yeah. one. I think she stings a bit. You could say. Oh god! <laughs> You're lucky I can't reach you to kick you. Uh, I was gonna say like obviously we talk about the rest of the characters, but I think almost the family overall kind of acts as like a character in itself more oh. so than individual people in that fam in the family. Maybe you guys agree with that, but yeah, that's kind of how I, I um, interpreted it. I suppose. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Um, not memorable. Um, yeah, really not memorable at all. It's, yeah, I, she didn't, the star quality wasn't there, it wasn't coming through. She was was playing the Wasp, Fergus, are you saying that it would have been better if she was replaced by an ant? No, no, um, but... The Ant Queen, possibly. Ant Queen, Wasp Queen. I feel she had relatively no impact on anything apart from maybe punching someone in the face. She did a lot of the action, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. But her suit is basically just better than Ant Man's. It's Ant Man with with wings. Yeah. Yeah. So her job kind of seemed to be just. They have they have different characteristics. Like so they have the same power in one aspect, but then they have a different power in a different aspect. So they are balanced out. But yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree with you. I think um, Evangeline Lilly, her role in the movie, because in the sequel, like the original Ant Man and the Wasp, she did have a much bigger role in yeah. to play and how you know her character was coming into her own, and she had a bit part in Endgame and everything, and. Mm. Then in this movie, I think it yeah could have been structured a bit better to give her character more to do. But then I'm thinking about it, and with how this movie was about two hours, I don't see how much more she could have had in the movie. I don't know if maybe the whole missing mother aspect, because I know we'll get into um, the character that I was quite impressed by in the movie. I think there was a missing mother and daughter aspect in the movie, which could have been played into a bit more, and like the loss there could have, could have been yeah. a good emotional pull in how basically this movie was trying to deal with the father and daughter relationship it could have dealt with the mother and daughter relationship as well and that could have been yeah. pulled a bit more and i think we'll get into that in a second when we get yeah. to the next character so the obviously the next character i want to talk about is michelle pfeiffer as um janet Catwoman. van dyne the original wasp sorry Janet van dyne not Catwoman. yes no well yeah true Catwoman. yeah the original mm-hmm. Catwoman as well yeah mm. but no uh so i'll start for this but I, I thought she was great in the movie yeah. i love the fact that you know she okay she didn't have shoot like um like big action sequences but she was like very integral to the to the plot we'll get into the spoiler discussion section i felt that she carried an emotional weight heavy weight for the movie like you you could feel how you know her missing for 20 foot the timeline is a bit confusing for this movie 30 years wasn't it it was about 30 years but it it sounded differently in the movie um i like how i like how a character was portrayed i've got some i've got some discussion points in how other people are in this quantum realm because like that that confused me a bit we're going to that spot discussion we talk about the realm itself at some point yeah um well i thought she was well in the movie i'm definitely looking forward to see how she plays into it more in the future i'm wondering if she will because obviously she has a relationship to characters within the movie but it was just a possible character that maybe not playing further but yeah i'm that's just how i was with her so I think that the actress had a lot to work with in terms of her particular story for this because um, there's a lot of kind of mystery and um, I guess uh, elements that they tease about the time that she had in the quantum realm, which is kind of, you're not really sure um, necessarily the morality of the character, um, which is quite interesting. I thought, um, you know, as you found it, find it unfolding, that gives her quite a lot to do and react to and others to react to that. So... Mm. Um, the actress does do a good job, but I do think that, you know, she probably got the, you know, the lion's share in terms of what the family were doing of 
um, stuff to work with, basically. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Fergus is like, yeah. no, she was so shit. Balanced with, so balanced <laughs> yeah. with commentary. Fergus. I, uh, I, she, she did a lot better than um, Hope, uh, but it's, yeah, she had a, a lot more to work with. The story was her exploring her past, right? So, um, but again, in terms of the acting... It's okay again. Like you'd be a lot more. What's a thespian level acting here, Fergus? Well, like you'd be a lot more upset and traumatized if you were going back to a place where you accidentally had to live thirty years under a dictator who hated you and was trying to hunt you down. True. Maybe maybe don't say too much as we go into it. Beep things. Beep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe it's not that kind of movie in terms of tone, perhaps. Yeah, I think the, I think that's the kind of thing the MCU plays kind of like lip service to um, sh- strong um, conflicting fl- themes, but they only hint at that kind of like mm. um, inner conflict, but they don't really develop it as much. It's a good like point. Can... Like you're right, but yeah, yeah, perhaps it's not the right type of movie that that sort of thing is necessarily. Mm. Uh, this is kind of a shame because I mean, I mean, I agree with you. If that was developed, I probably would have preferred the film. If that was more, mm. if, if they go into more those, those darker aspects of the human psyche and really explore I'm just that, that would be interesting. Like there was just, but there was like, uh, she did so much, and it was all kind of like, oh yeah, we just did that thing, and it was massive and like world changing, and it was like, oh okay. I mean, when you think about it though, there was three characters I mean, with the focal pinpoints: Ant Man. Um, you know, Janet and um, Kang, those were the focal mm. points of the movie, really. Uh, and then the secondary characters were going to the uh, two remaining characters now. Uh, so, Michael Douglas, I will say, I don't really think we could say much about Michael Douglas. You know, like, he has a narrative part in the movie which plays well, he does have some good, interesting lines and then some plot devices, and it comes into it. I think, I think we'll discuss um, his character of Hank more in the spoiler section because. There's a couple of Deus Ex Machina moments in the movie mm, that play out, yeah. and I think he's mm. he is very integral to those. Uh, we'll take it over to probably the rolling out the main cast, uh, Catherine Newton as Cassie Lang, replacing the previous actress who was in Endgame, because obviously you know we see the previous actress playing uh, Cassie, and then Catherine Newton came in to replace her. So how did we feel about Cassie as introduction properly? Yeah, I liked her. I thought sorry, was... uh, sorry, James. It's just Fergus. Just like uh, uh, just okay, again, well... like okay, she's dressed as a spy kid. She looked <laughs> quite a lot like a spy kid. Um, she's literally just Ant Man in purple. I don't know what it was, um, but I mean, okay. Again, probably part of the handing down of the generational order of superheroes that Marvel seems to be undergoing in its franchise yeah. at the moment. She was okay. Her plot points were very. Oh, if you save people, bad things will happen. Maybe, which was a bit like. You just hate oh. purple. Just like... no, I don't know. You I just guess... hate ants. <laughs> uh, the, the ants might have been the best bit. Oh, right. <laughs> By the way, she she has a different complete name. In the comic book, she, her name is actually Stature. That's that's her name in the comic books. It's but Stature. Why? Because we'll get to the end of the spoiler okay, right, section. Right, like, okay. Yeah, it goes yeah, to smoke, but yeah, James, you, what you were going to say? I thought she was alright myself. I quite, I, I, think I, I, I thought it was... Um, <clears throat> yeah, I thought, I thought, I don't know. I'm not going to say amazing. I thought, I thought, okay, again, my, my standard view of this film is it's okay. It's it's average. It's your standard MCU um, very mm. formulaic flick. It's um, with just a smattering of uh, with a lot of CGI, with 
Some cool, cool We're definitely going to get into that in but, a second, to be honest. But in terms of the, um, the character of uh, Statue, he's not mentioned a statue in the film. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not really, again, a lot, I can't really think of a huge amount to say otherwise, but... So, yeah, yeah I, I, get, I, I get where you're coming from. I think oh, for yeah. myself, um, I think she had a good uh, part. I thought I thought she had a quite funny intro, to be honest with me. I thought it was, it yeah. was quite, you know, it, it definitely sets her, mo- like, you get her moral standing at the start of the movie, which I thought was interesting, and also yeah, the dynamic with on. her and her dad and how, uh, basically, she doesn't view him the same way he views himself nowadays, and also the fact that... You know, she feels he could be doing a lot more, which I think is a good paradigm narrative going into the movie, and I think it plays out going into the narrative further. I do agree with Fergus. There are parts where it's like mm, she's just there for their sake and whatnot, but there are I do like it kind of roundabout ways to the first Ant Man movie at one point. We'll talk about it in this broader discussion as well. Um, obviously, do you, have, do you have any closing arguments? On you that guys comments? have mostly covered what I wanted to say. To be honest, I I think I agree with you in that some of the stuff at the start. Um, with you know her, uh, I don't mean this is Billy's start movie. Some getting in some trouble with the law, like minor trouble. That was interesting. Um, yeah, she just she's all right. She's does the role well enough, but nothing particularly stand out. Yeah, exactly that. That's fair. So we'll, we'll mention these two very brief characters. So we have Bill Murray and um, Modoc. We won't say the actor, but we'll say Modoc. So Bill Murray mm. has doesn't really have a big part in this movie at all. He's maybe in it for like what no. five minutes. The trailers were probably a little bit misrepresentative. Yeah, there. but he he was he was fun for the part he was in. Like yeah. it was a good introduction. It was it was a good thing for his character. But don't expect don't don't go into this movie to expect a lot of bill murray in the movie basically no. yeah. he because he, he actually had some like very we'll go into the spoiler discussion section but he had some good narrative points which could have played out further into the movie would have been interesting and uh we're definitely going to talk about this character in the spoiler discussion so we are going to be talking about modok quite i feel quite a bit in the spoiler discussion section yeah yeah I liked Murdoch. I there's no way you could have done this character any more seriously. That's I think that's the best way I could describe it. He's the character is literally a floating head with tiny tiny arms and feet. You, there's no way you could do this character seriously. No. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I thought the helmet was cool. That's about all I would say in terms mm. of not spoilers. It was um, a cool outfit. I mean, they. I mean, this film was set in the quantum realm. It misses the comic relief you get from the first two films from. Um, Paul Rod Ant Man's crew, and Modok is becomes that kind of yeah. He, he, okay, he's, he's an enemy, but he is the comic relief of the film basically. Do you so. know Nate if that if he's more of a comic relief type villain in the books or is he so more serious? He does have. He actually had an animated show on Disney Plus or Hulu that. with uh, Patton Oswalt playing the character of his own. Really? Yeah, he, yeah of his own. Right. It was only unfortunately it was one season. He had a wife and kids. He had like one normal child and one daughter who was like him. It was played by Amy San- uh, Melissa Fumero, uh, Amy Santiago from Brooklyn Nine Nine. She voiced his daughter. Right. It's a very funny show. Um, this sounds mad. Also, yeah. I think we'll get into spoiler discussion section but he he has a tie to the marvel avengers game right so by the way i do recommend playing that game people it's only about eight hours if you play it's on xbox game pass if you just want to play the narrative because it will be shutting down soon the multiplayer i believe which is yeah uh but that there's no way that character could have been done more seriously uh but uh, yeah let's let's roll along so obviously let's get into the um the actual story itself so we'll get into the story the cg how we're all about it and then we'll uh, finish running our reviews so, uh, how did we generally feel about the story? Hmm. Um, it feels very much like 
uh, a setup for further things. Um, as I said, I think some of the most interesting stuff was around um, Jan- the Janet character and some of her past and revealing that um, and also revealing some of the stuff about Kang. Um, other than that, I think it doesn't stand out too much. I think as others have started saying, fairly generic superhero story yeah. for the most part. Yeah, I thought it was. I felt I did feel it was. I was watching the film and I was thinking, this is very generic MCU formula. And it, it, the MCU starting to feel very formula formula to me. You can you know what the plot beats are going to be. I'm hoping, like, going forward, like, Kevin Feige has said he's going to have more of a hands-on approach coming into Phase 5 onwards, and, like, how Ant-Man does feel, like, as Chad said, does feel like the starting point for something, and obviously we're getting very out there characters like the Fun Vaulting, the new Captain America movie, and, like, others are coming out there, I believe we might be, we might be getting the Eternals too, which I'd be intrigued what they do, but, uh, yeah, they... The, the plot myself, I think um, I enjoyed it. You know, what gave my review at the end. I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't say it's like a very very generic plot. I think like they do have some interesting aspects. Like going into the yeah. movie, I do have some. A lot. Some reviews have described this movie as the Marvel Star Wars movie, which I could generally see going into. It has a very. Yeah. It's, it's the most. It's one of the most sci-fi. Weirdly to say, the one of the most sci-fi movies of the Marvel universe we've yeah. had thus far. And that's actually something that I was going to bring up a little bit later. Um, in that, yeah, it's set in the quantum realm, and yet it's very sci-fi, and there's lots of spaceships and things like that. And it's like that's a bit of a strange interpretation. Um, so I can see at least visually why people are comparing it to Star Wars. I was getting especially um, the prequel trilogy vibes a little bit. I don't know about you guys. We'll talk about it in the spoilers. So there's a, there's a couple of shots in the spoiler discussion section yeah. I want to talk, which really have um, definitely give me Star Wars vibes. Mm. Um, overall, kind of disappointing. Um, it, yeah, it's a very much a setup vehicle for the next generation of yeah. Marvel films. Um, in terms of plot points, I think a lot was went underexplored in terms of the backstory of uh, Janet Van Dyne. Um, yeah. The stuff, I uh, I think certain characters, uh, Modoc desperately underutilized, Bill Murray extended cameo, could have carried some major plot points, didn't. It's like, oh, that's the thing. Oh, that was okay. It was like, there was a lot more to potentially explore that they set up that they utterly failed to do. Yeah. Oof, brutal. Really? <laughs> all, all, all of it. I agree, all of it. They could have gone in some interesting directions, but they kind of like just went kind of like more, I don't know, I suppose kind of like generic against the Empire yeah. kind of... Uh, let me put this. Let me put this question to you then. Uh, we'll discuss this before I sketch more. Do you think there was any other Marvel film that they could have introduced Kang in better for the for the for this <sighs> specifically? I think again. I think Ant Man serves a purpose of being quite so removed from the main timeline of this other superheroes that he's a safe bet to put in something like. A major, hey, this is what we're going to do going forwards. See, I'll, I'll talk in sports section more. I, I kind of disagree a little bit with you on that because, like, I think, like, for such a enemy such as, like, Kang, you know, you have Thanos and everything who was introduced at the end of, um, literally, he was introduced properly in Infinity War and everything and everything, and then uh, he had, like, a cameo in Thor and Thunder to place, like, the next major bad. Like, I know when it was first announced that Kang was going to be in the Ant Man movie, a lot of people were quite shocked. 
that he was going to be introduced in that way. We'll get into the spoiler discussion section because it's not exactly true how that played out, but this version of Kang, who is essentially the most well-known version, I I think it goes into the plot of the movie, why he's needed. I, I like how the reason why Ant-Man is needed in this plot, like there, there is a structural purpose as to why he is needed to get into. Yeah. I'm not sure he was needed. Um, I mean, in response to your answer, I haven't got. I might get nice in terms of this podcast, but I'm not sure this film was needed. Actually, I don't think they needed to. They could. I mean, they could. I think they could have just plopped in. I mean, maybe Doctor Strange. Um, spoiler for mm. spoiler, spoiler for Doctor for the last Doctor Strange multiverse movie, but a well, I suppose it's multiverse movie. Last Doctor Strange one, you could put Kang there, or you could put Kang in the next uh, Doctor Strange movie. Because that's been set up in a way which might um, allow for that. So, I, I do understand where you're coming from in that regard. So, I think it's a case of, like, they do specifically mention how Kang doesn't have access to certain technologies which prevents him from doing certain things. That's why he needs um, Scott in the movie, which I, I do like the aspect of it. And it does yeah. it does give us an ex- extremely impressive visual action action sequence, I think, getting, like for the main driving point of the movie. And also, I like the fact that, you know, you have this, like, as people say, the Ant-Man fighting Kang, like, how he how he goes about, you know, going up against this character. And I think that works yeah. out quite well. Again, we'll do in the spoiler discussion section of how there are some very... How can I put this? Um, as we mentioned, Deus Ex Machina, there's some very easy ways of, like, getting this to finally occur, but... Yeah. So, I do have more on this but I think it might be strange to spoil our touch if I continue so I'll, I'll, I'll sure I'll yeah uh, so yeah but yeah I think we can all round out basically the plot was okay sometimes we think it was good you know it's, it's you know I will say it was quite pretty um, the creature design was very good some of the more incidental characters Cheaty from uh, The Good Place was in it Yes, um, yes, he was fun. Yeah. One of the better characters. Mm. Actually, um, this is one of the points that I wanted to make just before we, get, we do get into spoilers. Is that the thing I probably enjoyed the most about this movie was um, the visuals, the world building, the character designs, some of the costume stuff. Um, I wasn't quite getting the spy kids vibes that you were getting, Fergus. Um, and I think like that for me, because I do enjoy, um, you know, amazing visuals and um, you know exotic worlds being realized on screen um that for me kind of elevated it more than perhaps it would for other people because for me visually um and in terms of um the landscapes and the setting it did something quite different to other marvel movies i think the closest i've probably seen is guardians of the galaxy so for the most part that was a really big positive for me the only thing is as i said it looks a bit it's a bit weird that there's spaceships flying around when it's like it's supposed to be a quantum realm so so uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. Obviously, I think we'll you know get into the discussion outside the CGI, the actual visual effects, and the actual designs. Going about looking into this movie, like compared to a lot of sci-fi movies in general, they had some really unique creature designs yeah. in general. Like you know, yeah. even Star Wars. You know, Star Wars, Star Trek. We can leave out there because it's very Star Trek is very bipedal. But in a lot of sci-fi, you have a lot of bipedal alien designs. You don't get a lot of like out there designs, and I think. Mm. Ant-Man of all movies was the one that brought in the creature design uniqueness and I think taking that into um, perspective like going forward I think it should utilise that going forward especially with what we'll see in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Fridge will be the final one or like you know whatever movies in phase 5 or 6 that we might get because looking at some of the slate for these movies coming out we're getting very 
earth-based like heroes again going yeah. forward and i think if ant-man has brought these designs out there yes let's utilize them a bit more mm, and exactly. yeah. i think um yeah just how going forward i think like a lot of people can look at these creature designs going into the movie which do look quite good to be honest like we'll talk about the scenery and the environments for the cgi specific, but the cgi on the actual designs was really good in my opinion and i'm very in love with the character veb he, yes. Uh, we could say, you know, we could, you know, he has an obsession with a certain thing in the movie. We've just learned, like, from the IMDb, he's actually voiced by David Desmalchian, who was in the previous Ant uh, Man movies. He's obviously Polka Dot Man in a Suicide Squad. Of course, yeah. So, that's what I recognize him from. Yeah, so it was, it was nice to actually uh, see him in the movie, even though he's really not. Because I, I will say, he's not in the movie, unfortunately. I was a bit frustrated by this, but Luis. Uh, yes. he, he wasn't in the he wasn't in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was mentioned earlier. His uh, Ant Man's crew, the comic relief. Yes, yeah, so I was I was I was quite disappointed how um you know they they weren't in this movie and I'm still hoping for one day that a uh, Luis uh, reciting the entire MCU like he oh. does in the com- the comedic yeah. timings. Yeah. But yeah, so like running up for the visual effects, the environments, and everything. I think this movie did suffer from COVID filming. That's what it was. Mm. So yeah. how. The environments definitely looked weird. Now, I, I don't know if that plays into it because it's in the quantum realm, so it's supposed to look a little yeah. off. I, I don't yeah. know. It felt a bit weird, but I think that works in this setting because yeah. it's such an out there um, setting for the film that it's like, yeah, it's going to look weird as fuck because it's a tiny, tiny universe within, yeah, the quantum realm. So You can definitely tell it's setty though. Like, you could definitely tell, like, a lot of... Like, you get into, like, some films, you get, like... You can't tell it's set, but you could definitely tell in this movie I suppose so. Set. I think I got wrapped mm. up, to be honest. Like, I don't know. I just love... Oh, no, don't get cool me wrong. visual movies like this, so... I No, I thought it was, you know, the fact that, you know... Yeah. We'll go into spoiler discussion, but the actual vastness of the actual quantum realm, mm. like, the actual structures, is quite impressive. Going, you know, mm. it's much bigger than I expected. Some of the, like, you know, the rips in the sky and all the cloud formations and all these, like, mad landscapes. That was awesome. I really yeah. enjoyed that. And some interesting Mad Max inspirations. We'll get into the spoiler discussion as well. Plays into it, but um, yeah, I, I I did like you know I think the CGI for the movie could have been a bit better in some aspects. I've I've been looking back at um, uh, the Iron Man movies back in the day and like some of the previous Marvel movies, and those VFX really hold up to to to, mm. to this day. And like there's some running animations in this movie which looked very like. Mm. didn't look right in my opinion like and it could just be because it's a tiny character but at the same time you could just film a person running as a tiny character and then you know mm. cgi in and whatnot i think there was some cgi that was a bit floaty like kang's face when the visor came down for him was a bit that's a bit odd yeah the, his face seemed like it was like zoomed in a bit like when the blue mm. uh, face shield came down which uh don't get me wrong i i thought maybe like maybe it's just a, a visual effect for like you know make his face more wider for the movie essentially mm. but i think like you know we are starting to see like a thing with visual effects and superhero movies that are starting to pressured basically mm. and I'm, I'm hoping with like as Chaz mentioned taking the break between shows coming out this gives a bit of breathing room to for vfx mm. crews to actually work on stuff kind of feels like we're getting to the point where and i'm not an expert by any means but it feels like we're getting to the point where um the advances in cgi technology um are not making up for um lack of production and lack of time and manpower so if movie companies are not putting the resources um and the effort into you know the cg some of the results at the end are showing it i think this also could 
again, right, I think, like, also, the, the films we've had during COVID are, like, Black Widow and some of the Marvel movies and everything have had visual effects, which are, people have noticed. But people have also got to take into consideration these movies were created really during the COVID time. So, you know, there was a whole mm. issue there. So I'm wondering going forwards how visual effects are going to be and I'd, I'd like to see how that looks yeah it's very very little happens in the outside world like 99 percent of the film is within this quantum realm which is yeah. all green screen um which might also impact the level of acting in the quantum realm and not having real i will say people to react going to. on uh, Chaz's point the prequels were filmed in the same aspect, I feel, and how, like, uh, they didn't really... I don't think they probably... They may have used some volume technology for this movie, possibly, but I think a lot of it was green screen and how the prequels were using green that's screen. That's a good point. Maybe that's why they reminded me of the prequels so much, because I couldn't quite put my finger on it apart from all the spaceships, but, uh, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, because I remember Hugh McGregor had a comment, like, when he filmed the prequels, he preferred um, Obi-Wan because it was real sets or virtual sets and, like, it wasn't just green, basically. Mm. But... Yeah, so obviously, you know, I think, like, visual design for the movie is great. I think we'll all agree on that. Mm. CGI was, you know, we, we could definitely tell it was it was, it was was interesting, to say the least. Um, acting was good for most of us. Yeah. Average for Fergus. Uh, which was going to be interesting. But, yeah, no, I think uh, for this movie in general, though, like, wrapping it up for, like, the actual review section, I feel, I would say go see this at the cinema. I think this is a cinema movie. Yeah. Like I would say, like just for the visuals alone, I think like the narrative wise, mm. narrative wise, yeah. I think we could say you could just watch this at home if we're now for just the narrative. But I think for the visuals of this movie alone, I think it is good to see it in cinema. If you can see an IMAX, which we didn't unfortunately, but seeing this in IMAX or I don't know if they did a three D version of this movie would have been very interesting to us if they did that. Yeah, I think uh, it definitely would pay off uh, having to see it in IMAX, and also it's not that long as Nate mentioned. It's uh, I think a uh, pretty much around two hours. Um, which, you know, if you're not that fond of sitting in a cinema for a long time, then you don't have to. So, yeah, I, I think even though, um, you know, it's got a lot of mixed reviews, uh, if you do want to see it, I would say cinema is worth the money just purely, as I said, on the visual basis. Yeah. Maybe just maybe just find a, a cheap cinema to go to. Just just a yeah. cheap cinema to go to. I mean, we went to a £10 cinema, like, you know, here in, in, in uh, where we're based. And, uh, yeah, so... I think uh, rounding up from myself. So let's just get into the review. Let's get into our roundups. I've done my roundup basically. Cast was great. Cast was good uh, for the most part. Narrative was was decent. It wasn't the you know the best MCU stories, but we haven't had that in a little bit. To be honest, I'm not gonna lie. We've had like the odd one. Uh, what kind of forever I felt was really good. Um, the actual visuals for the movie I thought were extremely interesting. Bit weird to agree, but I think that uh, facilitates the quantum realm. And I am definitely interesting to seeing how uh, Scott Lang plays into the future of the MCU because I think the ending of this movie it ends on an interesting note that you don't usually like expect a lot of the time um I think mm. I think he's going to be a vital part of the MCU going forward and obviously with Scott Rudd uh, sorry <laughs> Scott Rudd Paul Rudd Paul Rudd being in his 50s now he can't play Ant-Man for like another well he could I guess you know 15 years if he wanted to 10 at least 10 years because you know Tom Cruise is in his 60s now but and plus Paul Ward doesn't age this this is very very true to be honest and I think maybe Ant-Man's character might have a vi- final finalization coming into Secret Wars which is the culmination of the multiverse saga I'm just looking forward to how this plays out the post credit scenes we can mention briefly without spoiling them I feel that at least one of them was 
extremely interesting like going forwards like i'm really interested to see how it plays out visually it's weird it's very weird uh it's the mid credit sequence i'm specifically mm. talking about the final sequence teases something for for something um coming out this year we don't want to spoil it for you we're being interested going forwards we'll do that in the spoiler discussion section but yeah we'll get the final review roundups from each of us and then we'll give our scores so uh Chase, you want to go first yeah, so um, for me, uh, as I said, strongest point, the visuals and the um, specifically the creativity in them, you know, the uh, some of the creatures designed in the landscape. I really like that stuff. So that, that was a major plus. Um, the characters are enjoyable. Um, I think it's a really strong introduction for Kang, uh, as you said. Um, I hope they don't overuse him, but I think good, strong start there. Um, and yeah, uh, other than that, fairly standard for a Marvel movie um and yeah it felt a little bit like it was there to show us something different visually and set up a lot of future stuff coming up Mm. Uh, yeah i think i agree with a lot of that the um the visuals were good the creature designs were good it's very reminiscent of made in abyss the anime if you've seen it i have not but nice to get that that little anime Anime reference reference, um acting poor story plot points generally poor uh, costume design thinks by kids poor um, well, I do have to get into cut there you'd say acting poor but you generally be... I mean Kang is the only exception um, it's, it's Kang's movie really um, all about that Kang yeah yeah it's no one else mattered I don't think um, but yeah generally I uh, relatively low mark from me are we giving numbers yet we'll give it we'll give it we'll, we'll right, then we'll give our yeah. numbers so uh generic mcu movie with sci-fi trappings and but but great visuals that was the most condensed word fair play you basically said what us said but yeah better mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh we'll do the re- review roundup now so well uh actual value roundup so let's just do it fergus give us the number I think I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Really? Inter- well, do you know what? I'm not too surprised. We, 4? Yeah. We were just looking at the you know the review scores at the start from IMDb. And yeah, such, that's true. And I think that we're probably going to reflect that ourselves, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I'll just, so... I'll just say it because I'm talking. Uh, I would say a 7, personally. Okay. I mean, I, I'm in between a 6 and a 7. If, if we can do... Point five. So I'll go six point five. Yeah, yeah for we'll, sure. do, we'll do point five. We'll go so six point five. So I'm a, I'm gonna give a seven myself. Mm. Fergus is just the one bringing like the actual value. No, down it was here. yeah, yeah. So Fergus brings this down to a six. People, is this? Oh yeah, it would be a six if I'm correct. What did you give everything point. everywhere again? <laughs> More than a four. <laughs> I know that. No, no, no. You, you gave it almost like an eight or a nine. Actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, was it? What I was the one so. you said was like? Oh, the uh, Batman. The, the Batman. Was it. But yeah. that's still significantly higher than four. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> that is fair, to be honest. Yeah. So obviously, so Fergus is a four. Chaz is a seven. James is a six point five, and yeah. I'm a seven. So this does actually round this out. If we're doing it equal, it rounds this out to a NMI six out of ten. Because mm. Fergus had to bring the fucking. To be honest, down. I think I think that's fair. I think six out of ten is perfectly fair and pretty much reflects what yeah. the internet seems to be saying as well. I think we're actually being fairer to this movie as well, like some scores, to be honest. Oh, that's just people being like oh. dicks, assholes. Only some, some only zero out of ten and ten out of ten exists. Everything else is not a viable score. Yeah, apparently. I get that. 
Well, if I just com- just completely randomly, I know folks keep calling Ant-Man and the Wasp Ant-Man and the Ant, but I just thought of a uh, a better title for these movies, which I should have gone with, mm-hmm. and I would have called them Honey, I Shrunk Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I definitely did see some visual, like, like reminiscent of like, how he slid in this movie and getting attacked and everything, which did feel reminiscent of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But uh, that's the title of the episode, people. Perfect. I think that's actually the title of the episode, Honey, I Shrunk Paul Rudd. Yeah. Not Ant-Man Review. That's going to that's gonna be the actual thing for this yeah. episode. And we might put bracket Ant-Man Review, but... Yeah. James has named the episode to be honest. That is, I think that's an amazing contribution since he'll be fucking off for the second recording. <laughs> like, done people. But yeah, so obviously, people, we have done the review section. We're now going to get in like a smaller, small spoiler discussion section, probably like 15 minutes. I wanna, don't want to do this too long. So obviously, you're going to have your final warnings now, people, in like, we're going to go to spoiler discussion section. Five, four, three, two, one. So, right. Is Kang the Conqueror gone? Yes. Really? No. Uh, well, well no. That, 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 that version of him, but obviously there are um, loads everywhere else. They go by other names, right? You were saying. So, right. Yes. Okay. So, we could talk about the actual, like, post credit scene or yes. mid credit scene. So, in the mid credit scene, we are introduced to the Council of Kangs. Yes. Or mm. the Colosseum of Kangs, as it's called, which is actually, literally, a uh, comic book panel. So, if we bring Ooh. up the actual mid credit scene, uh, so basically. Um, we are introduced to Immortus, who is the uh, guy with the really big hat who, t- who talks like a, he needs a cough sweet. Uh, we have a Ramatut, uh, who's, who went back to ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the other character's name, but it basically introduces us to a whole slew of characters. Mm. And what I found interesting about this is like they banished this character, which I was very interested to see why they banished this character specifically. Now, I'm wondering how this will play out going forwards. Uh, because, as James said, you know yeah. this this variant is gone. But how many versions of the um, the Conqueror are actually out there? Well, I mean, we saw there's fucking thousands of them, seemingly. Yeah. Um, the one. So the reason I was personally saying um, I, d- I hope they don't overuse this character is that obviously we saw that there's a lot of versions of Kang out there who have yeah. now all been gathered at one um, in one place. So. The three major ones that we were introduced to in the post credit scene, um, they seem quite unique. Even though they're the same person, they obviously have a very different look. They speak differently. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, I guess the only thing that stood out to me as well is all those other thousands of Kang, are they going to end up like uh, cannon fodder almost? Um, I think this. I think that's how it's going to... I think yeah. literally, because the Kang dynasty, which a lot of people are thinking... Now, they mentioned in the uh, mid-credit sequence how the Avengers have finally broken the multiverse barrier. Now, I'm wondering what's going to happen is in, in Secret Wars, it's going to be every MC... M, sorry, not MC, just Marvel character from every multiverse coming in and fighting this entire war. Mm. It's, it's every... Because in Secret Wars, it is heroes fighting heroes on a battle planet. Is it going to be... Everything is just put together, and the Kangs are fighting every Marvel version, mm. which Jonathan Majors is going to be acting his fucking ass mm. on, basically. So, I might be devoting this a little bit, but it's kind of relevant adjacent. It's still what we were talking about in the non spoiler section, but where I would like to introduce, if I, if I had introduced Kang, what I would have introduced in the mess, and I, 
and, and again, I, I said Doc, the next Doctor Strange movie because that's to do with like an incursion. Yeah. But I don't know if that's necessarily quite the right way. But I'd have liked to have seen him introduce a film where the um the character is in who we're following the hero we're following is in a different realm in a different multiverse mm. and they're fighting Kang but they lose they are, that, that hero is probably able to get back into the um, our, our, our verse but then Kang wins in that multiverse therefore estab- therefore actually properly on screen establishing him as a threat as somebody who can win like Thanos in Infinity War. So that's a good point because Kang in the movie does actually mention killing tons of Avengers. He mentions it, but we don't see it. But we yeah. don't see it. And that's, yeah, that would have been pretty cool to see, actually. Yeah, not going to lie. So, mm. obviously, right, I'm going to have to say it now, right. So, do you care, care if I talk about Loki, the no, TV show? Absolutely. No, no. This is so, in the final episode of Loki, the TV show, we are introduced to He Who Remains, which is a variant of Kang, mm-hmm. uh, played by Jonathan Majors, is introduced in that he's literally very calm, demeanor's character. He is in charge of the TBA. Okay. He's been in control in this sacred timeline, this one timeline that's protecting the multiverse. So uh, incursions don't occur, variations don't occur. He explains that basically, like when uh, Sylvie and Loki go into the chamber, that basically um, he is protecting this timeline from other variations of himself. He's already gone through a, a, a variant war. He fought himself in multiple versions. He has fought Mary... Basically, his character's from the 25th century, and he discovered time travel, and then many variants of himself had a war with all these heroes, all these multiverses, and it ended with him remaining. He who remains. Sylvie killed... And he warns them, if you kill me, you are breaking the multiverse, and this is how it goes forwards. So basically, in Ant-Man Quantumania, you see Kang... um, putting his hand up and holding a sacred ring, like a one-ring timeline. Mm. Now, I'm wondering how that comes into the effect of, was that the sacred timeline that broke, essentially, Mm. at this point? Because Kang, the Conqueror, is out of everything, so he couldn't Mm. get out, so he knew of everything going forwards. And going forwards with He Who Remains Killed, like, this has all happened before. So Kang the Conqueror would have probably would have been the version who fought He Who Remains before. It's a whole... It's this whole time travel... The influx of time loops episode is going to be very... I think we need to revisit this set with yeah. the MCU going forward because this yeah. is going to be a mind fuck going mm. forward, basically. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I know people... So people have said that the Kang Dynasty, a rumour is that they want Kang in a, in, a, in a universe with no superheroes. So the Kang Dynasty would be a film, half of it being no superheroes in the movie, basically variants of heroes mm. that have no superpowers. Mm. and like half the movie would be that and then it would be the realisation of that and supposedly Spider-Man is going to play a major part going forward or, or alternatively we could have like a um, we could have like a, a movie which is built from kind of a movie that's inspired by what's that Eddie Murphy movie um, where it's just Kang and it's like a sitcom and it's just multiple Kangs <laughs> oh you mean you mean you mean um, Nutty Professor I can't remember. I'm sure. I'm sure it was, sure it was a movie where I. I know the scene you mean. One. Yeah, I think like, you do mean. Yeah. I can say it was very weird seeing multiple Jonathan Majors on screen at mm. once. Well, this is why I'm concerned about yeah. trying to use him too much. But as I said, I think if you stick to those three, you're not. That's no. the problem. Well, that's the thing. Like, oh, 
Also, the other one was called the Scarlet Centurion, by the way. Right. Because he was very robotic. Yeah, I'm, that's my big worry, to be honest. I don't want them to overuse this character. They've established him well initially um, in this film. So, yeah, don't don't. I can say, though, the, the visuals, though, was pretty identical to the comic book panel of the, the Kangs, like, cheering and everything. Like, it was pretty... Mm. pretty identical to us, the costumes <laughs> yeah no yeah, that's, uh... and obviously the post credit scene is Loki season 2 yeah and uh, the character is he is called uh, actually no I won't spoil the name of him because just in case you watch it because I haven't seen it myself yet but supposedly that version of Kang is actually very dangerous mm. which will be very interesting going forwards mm. I am quite concerned about having quite so many Kangs going into quite so many universes like is risks the marvel universe as it currently is kind of cannibalizing itself like it's like basically turning around saying well we're done better just slaughter everything in every particular every version ever because this doesn't get too much as well like the avenger the avengers ending like super films where everyone turns up on the battlefield. That was just enough people. And that was after a decade of setting up all these people. But if it turns into a million Kangs turning up randomly and just slaughtering, it's just going to get too much, too confusing. I'm not going to know who's from where. So, or... Yes and no. Because, like, ten years, right, for to mm. get to Endgame. This would this would be eight years or eight and a half, or almost nine years because the thing about splitting like... sequel wars into two, yeah, it's like Endgame and Infinity War. So it would be the same length of time, but also you got to remember, this is the problem with so much content. I think that they're slowing down a bit now. There's TV and film connected now going into this. Yeah, I feel like I've probably missed a lot of the TV. See you at the next episode for more on this one. Um, it doesn't feel like the build up's been anywhere near the same as the previous generation of Marvel. I think a lot of people have described how Phase 4 is about grief and loss. Like, that was the wrap-up for Phase 4. It was like, people lose, people new heroes coming into the mix and everything. I mean, Spider-Man was fucking depressing as hell, really, by the end of it. You know, he lost everything. Mm. Um, but with Phase 5 being quite longer, and Phase 6 being longer with all these uh, other things, I think padding it out for these two phases, it will be in, will be interesting going forward. I know um, I wanted to bring up, in regards to... Just in general, Kang's um, mode of transport, but also linking to Shang-Chi and Miss Marvel. How her kinetic bands and Shang-Chi's rings look very similar oh. to um, to Kang's rings from the movie. So obviously, we're looking at visuals of Kang's ship in the movie and how like has these like designs. But looking at Shang-Chi's rings, mm. they have a very similar, unique design. And obviously, the bands came to Earth from space. Mm. You know, and same as Kamala Khan, we don't know, you know, she comes from another realm, a void and everything. So, and obviously, if we've all seen Shang-Chi. Have yeah. we all seen Shang-Chi? Okay, so basically at the end of Shang-Chi, there's a, there's a, there's a thing where basically a signal in space, or but they don't know where the signal's coming from, and it's linking to the rings. I'm thinking the effects of the end of uh, Ant-Man have sent this quantum, like, signal and it's it's linking to everything it's bringing everything mm. together basically so it'll be interesting going forward to see how those characters play into it it's it's basically starting to put all these things in place to bring everything together i do agree they if they could if they can pull it off like you know get the get this woven web connected it could be amazing mm. it could be it could be bigger than endgame 
but if it, if it's that one thread that snaps, yeah, that mm. can pull it apart. I agree yeah. with you. I think, yeah, they're trying to. They're obviously trying to set up another big uh, set of movies to build up to a big conclusion, but. I think they've got to tread very carefully. It could very easily just become confusing and like over, overdrawn. And yeah, don't waste this character. He seems cool. Uh, it's a good start. Don't. My don't concern use him too is Deadpool. Much. My my genuine concern is Deadpool. How are you going to bring in Deadpool? This character who is, mm. I mean, from the from the things I've heard is he is the one who's going to break the multiverse. That's what I've heard. Mm. Like, which is which is kind of on point for his character. Well, true. But also. In my opinion, I think Scarlet Witch could have been used much better in that regard because she is a Nexus being on Kang's level. And... She's still about, right? What's that? She's still about, well, right? Not really. <laughs> Doctor no. Strange. Well, sorry, she she isn't about at the end of Doctor Strange, but there's no way you're getting rid of Elizabeth Olsen because mm. she is an amazing actress, mm-hmm. and there's no way you're doing that. And I think, like, I think she could have played. I would have actually had her included to some degree early on for the whole Kang story, like. Kang maybe Kang is trying to get rid of Nexus beings and like she she's a major threat to him basically and like play that into the narrative a bit more would have been interesting to see um let's move off Kang for a bit like for, we'll, we'll get to a few things I want to talk about let's talk about the the, the, the big head in the room uh Modoc. oh Modoc. right oh, go about him I horribly underutilized um <laughs> spoiler he dies which also spoiler it's um uh Yellow, yellow, um, yellow it's, jacket. Yellow Is his name Kevin? Darren. 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 Very memorable. I remember. I remember his face, just not his name. I remember I mean, he was a dick. You can't forget his face this time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or his tiny, tiny little booty. Oh Jesus which Christ! Was, which was yeah. not needed. No, it wasn't. It, uh, I, I almost like. I get. I kind of understand what they were going for. I said bit of comic relief, but I don't know. I kind of like the suit better. Just have him be an angry. Thing in there's a suit. no way you could have know. done him cleverly. There's, there's no, he he is a. It looks. Yeah. It, I'll, I'll be honest. That's one bit of CGI I actually didn't like. I like. I thought visuals were great, but I think well, it's just I, weird. Yeah, Modoc to me on on screen it reminded me of kind of like back like nineties kind of. Um, Spy Kids is it? Was a shark boy and lava it? girl? Is it, like oh, there's okay. a character with like. His face on like a screen, like he's he's yeah. he looks like uh, Modok to a point, and a lot of people make comparisons to that. But I will say, like his line delivery was, the jokes were a bit mm. off with him. Yeah. yeah, I will say I do like the aspect of him and Cassie having a like a connection, and because like, I like how they fought each other at the end, because she was mm. she was you know held hostage by him in the first movie, but she's the one who fought him at the end, pretty much. Mm. I, I liked that aspect of the movie. You know, I like the fact that. Even in this realm, he gets bitch slapped by Kang around, even though yeah. he's, supposed to, mm. he's a machine designed only for killing. Honestly, I've I just remembered that I was actually really uncomfortable watching it because it was just like cringe, to be honest. Like, I don't think that character hit very well. Every yeah. time he turned up, I was like, oh. It could have been done a lot better, and if he had been done a lot better, he could have had his own movie. Like, I know there was the standalone animated series of Kang, which was yeah. really good. So Modoc. Modoc. Yes. And he's in Marvel's Avengers game. He's basically he turns out to be the final villain in the Marvel's Avengers game. Basically, there's an yeah. there's a race in there. His head gets infected, and his head starts growing throughout the game, and that's how he becomes Modok. It's it plays into it. It's it's an interesting. It's a slow mm. development of that character, and a lot of people pretty much 
realised it was him. Other people also said, looks like Humpty Dumpty cracked his head open again. Uh, but again, I, I, I like the fact that they did him. I do think they could have util- yeah. utilised him much better. Uh, Corey Stoll had probably had the easiest gig possible in this movie, like just literally capturing his face the entire yeah. time. Uh, great act. Corey Stoll is a great actor as well. He's been in um, many other things, and obviously, I liked him as Yellow Jacket in the first movie. Wish they they played into that more. Maybe you know, maybe body manipulation because like he didn't have like shrunken arms and feet. It was just his head that was left, and they had to give him mechanical parts. Possibly would have been better. You know, you said you were glad that he was in this, and you're glad they brought him back. I'm almost not. I feel like you know, you don't necessarily have to tie off every loose end. You know, what happened to him before is just like yeah like you could have just left it there personally i don't know it's a small point i wasn't that bothered about the character but as i said he kind of put me off a bit uh let's go on to uh hank pym his character was very there to literally drive the final so obviously there's this whole will did janet van dyne have relationships with men during you know her time in the quantum which which is which is hinted at in the movie it is it's not like a big deal no it's but but it's like a comment there's a couple of commented notes and you see looks and everything yeah that's a couple of points in the movie for him but also he now has ants that have lived thousands of years and they're now typical yeah i mean it's stuff like that which i mean i'll be honest I don't mind MCU movies, but it is it is stuff like that where it's just made my eyes roll a little bit. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, they. I feel like they had to have something like that the way they set it up because they were losing. So something, so, yeah. something well, big well, had to come I'd in. Say, I, I, I tell you what, very end of a film, I tell you how I wanted it to end. Well, I say I wanted. To end, I, I thought this was how it might, they, they might have been bold enough to end it this way, and I thought, are you actually going to do this? But no, they didn't. And that is. Right at the very end, it looked like Ant Man. Ant Man. Everybody else has been saved, but it looked like Ant Man might lose. Yeah. And so I, I had two thoughts. If we were bold enough to maybe kill off Ant Man, that would have been shocking. But the other option for me would have been when the Wasp came in and saved Ant Man, but they were temporarily trapped. Yeah. Um, in the quantum well. Keep them there. What, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What, yeah. That would have been, and that is the ending that I would have chosen. Uh, and being bold enough to have done that, and I would have found a way to have destroyed the. Um, you could have said that their device was essentially destroyed, which allowed them to get into the quantum realm. Mm. As we got into it, it was it was destroyed or. So. Was open, yeah. For me, I actually would have liked Ant Man and Kang to go out together. So okay. the only yeah. like you know the line there's a line in the movie, you don't I don't have to win, we just both have to lose. Yeah. I think that yes. would have, but also don't kill them. Because obviously you're in the quantum realm, time travel and everything. He just gets lost to time or a place. And then, you know, it comes in a later movie that maybe like this version of Kang the Conqueror, after being with Ant-Man for so long, did change his ways. Like, mm. and then there's another version of the Conqueror later on. And it's the whole aspect of like, you know, Ant-Man's come back as an integral character. And it is a shock factor. You know, the whole, oh, this character returns. Like... Mm how everyone got dusted in Infinity War, have that level of Ant-Man coming back, but Ant-Man is now this really important character, because he was, think about it, Endgame, he was an extremely important character. Have him disappear at the start of this multiverse saga, well, the, this, the, the huge start for the multiverse saga, and then have him come as the, the joke character that everyone was against and everything, and why are you doing an Ant-Man movie? Have him be the, a good tie-off for this entire... Because mm-hmm. I do think going forwards in how you know scott touched the quantum engine and he's got this visions and everything and how he's he's got this self-doubt in himself like did i am i gonna have i just started destroying everything and am i gonna destroy everything 
I think Ant-Man is going to be very, very critical to the end of the multiverse saga. I mm. think I think he he and a couple of other characters are going to be very essential, quintessential going forwards. You, I think you're right, but it's, it, I just find it strange. <laughs> like of all characters, are like Ant-Man, he's the key to everything. But maybe they do that in the comics. I don't know. But like how Iron Man was the character that started off the MCU, and he was a B-level character in the comic books. You know, and how he became such a critical point. True, but he but, was good. Well, <laughs> they were good films no, I was going to say um, I guess he's a bit more of a standard like hero and he's got a bit of a different tone a different kind of presence on screen than Ant-Man does the way I see it is Ant-Man started off as a, as a, um, a Robin Hood type character uh, you know coming, going from the rich and he ended up in prison mm. you know he, he, he's, a pre- he, he's, he's an ex-con mm-hmm. but then he ends up being this like you know, huge heroic character at the end of his journey, like, mm. and seeing how that plays out. I think that would have, I think that worked out quite, would would have worked out quite well, to be honest. I think, and it, it also gives room to Cassie to like evolve as a character. Also, it could give like you know Hope more to do, like a more of a role with Cassie's character. And then when Paul Rudd comes back in later, he's been on an evolved journey with Kang, possibly. I don't know, do a Bill and Ted's Big Adventure one, one <laughs> off of uh, Kang, Kang and Kang and Scott, you know. Mm. Kang and Lang, call it Kang and Lang, you know, and uh, I'm just fucking with you people, but it'd be stupid to do. But it would just be interesting to see how that plays out. And like, because if Spider-Man, Ant-Man, and a couple of other characters are like the integral parts of the finishing off the multiverse saga, it'd be interesting to do. Mm. One other person I will mention is Doom. So Doom is coming. We all know this. Doctor Doom is coming at some point. Um, he he actually has a major link to Kang. I won't say in this episode. Just go Google it, people. Right. Uh, it's very interesting to see how he'll play into it um, <clears throat> going forwards, and I'm just wondering how that will play out. But again, for this movie, I, I do agree. With, like you know, all of us here, the ending was very. Uh, it, it wasn't paint by numbers essentially, but you you knew everyone was pretty much safe uh, towards the end. Yeah, and like I was kind of disappointed with that because I was quite tense for a bit because it kind of looked like they were going to do something a bit different. For mm. They definitely um implied that and i was like oh this is interesting they're gonna do what they're gonna do with the villain what they can do with scott but yeah they just and it would have been i, th- I think i'd have liked the film a lot better yeah. if we were bold enough yeah um yeah i mean that, i think that's why infinity war was so such, such a good film because they were it's one film where they were bold enough to essentially change the formula of yeah i mean okay in but yeah so but did feel unexpected in Infinity War. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree there. But uh, I do want to finish this off with a quote from a very favourite character from the movie, Veb. I have holes! <laughs> yeah. I actually quite enjoyed his character in the movie. Or, 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 or drink, yeah. drink my drink, yeah. drink his juice. Drink, yes, was yeah. it drink the fluid, drink the goop? I can't remember what they said. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. for the language thing. Which Which is, thought, it was yeah. an interesting thing. I'm glad they did it and they weren't just like, oh, everyone speaks English in the quantum Well, world. you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy because they have a chip on their necks so that's uh, able to talk I wish I could go to the pub, buy like a half pint and suddenly speak Chinese or something. That would be yeah. good, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people think they can, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, so obviously, you know, we gave this a six, point, um, a six out of ten for our review people. Um, yeah, I think this... Uh, we'll, 
Bill Murray's character, he's literally there. So he was an old rebel friend of Michelle Pfeiffer, and then he dies. That's literally his character in the movie. He's there for five minutes at most. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, interest, going interestingly going forward, we did spend a lot of discussion on the mid credit scene because I think that did need more discussion than most of the, most of the thing in the movie because the narrative mm. plot points in the movie are very straightforward. Uh, but no, I'm glad we all did that. To be honest, I'm glad we um, glad we did that. So we are going to do the outro we're gonna you know we, that's it people we've done our Ant-Man spoiler discussion review we've done the review I'm glad we all did that and everything so obviously join us for the next episode where, we'll, where we actually will be recording that very shortly but James will be disappearing um, bye <laughs> and but yeah if you've got any questions comments people you know uh, did you enjoy Ant-Man the movie uh, sorry Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania you mean Ant-Man and the Ant Ant-Man Ant-Man you, Ant-Man you, Ant. you mean Honey I Shrunk Paul Rudd oh sorry, sorry yes. Honey I Shrunk Paul Rudd that's correct people Honey I Shrunk Paul Rudd and if you've got any questions for that uh, please email us at nmipodcastoutlook.com that's nmipodcastoutlook.com that'll be on our uh, social page so you can click on that uh, our socials Instagram and Twitter give us a good like on there bump us up on there at nmicast hopefully you're enjoying all the animated um, promos we're doing as well those uh Definitely trying to be unique with those. We've already done um, uh, Fergus shrinking as Mario, so maybe we'll have to do the opposite way for Fergus uh, shrinking as Ant. Oh, sorry, you grew as Mario, but maybe we could shrink him as Ant Man mm, now and do that yeah. and uh, see how that plays out. But yeah, people, I've been your host, Nate. I want to thank James, Fergus, and Chaz for joining me today. Cheers. It's yeah, been good. it's been been fun. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people, stay safe. We'll speak to everyone next week. Okay, see you on. Bye bye. Bye.